الحمد لله وحده والصلاه والسلام على من لا نبي بعد اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم مفتي الدين والدين صدق الله العظيم اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على عبدك ورسولك سيدنا محمد النبي الامي وعلى اله وعلينا معهم انك حميد مجيد الله سبحانه وتعالى القران الكريم مخلصين له الدين Imam Sakit in first Bakar Salah, Mukhlisin al-Hudid, that any and everything we do in deen should be on the basis of ikhlas, purely, exclusively, only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what I want to share with you tonight is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests our ikhlas. So if we can learn and understand how Allah ta'ala would test it, we can be better prepared inshallah. to pass the test. Basically, if you look at a person, the type of people that we are, we are involved in two things, dunya and deen. Dunya, either somebody's dunya is going well, or they're having a lot of problems in dunya. Second is their deen, same two things. Either person is doing well in their deen, or they're really struggling or maybe even failing in deen. So there are four boxes. Everyone is going to fall in one of these boxes. So the first bayan we gave two nights ago in London, in Seven Kings, was about what to do when you're struggling in dunya, when you're having a difficult time in dunya. How does Allah Taala want us to behave when we are struggling in dunya with worry and stress and tension. So the short answer to that is sabr and more sabr and love and more love and being ghazi pleased with Allah Ta'ala and being even more pleased with Allah Ta'ala. Allah Akbar. In difficult times as compared to how you're pleased with them in good times. Second box is that you're doing well in dunya. Alhamdulillah. Allah Ta'ala has sent so many bounties and blessings on us always. Whether you're doing bad in dunya or good in dunya. But doing good in dunya means Allah Ta'ala has sent so many bounties and blessings on me and Allah Ta'ala sent an extra special bounty on me that I have no worry and no difficulty and no stress in my life. So, two nights ago or two, three nights ago we gave bayan and go to Islam. on how to behave in this situation. This is called Hidayah. Allah Ta'ala has guided us how to behave and how to act in every situation so that situation brings us closer to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa So the short answer to that is make shukr to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa and make more shukr to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa and be more grateful for the bounties and blessings of Allah Subh'anaHu Tonight, third and fourth topic I'm going to do together And half the time I did the first two topics, inshallah. Third topic is what to do and how to act and how to behave when you are doing well in deen. And fourth is how to act and behave when you are struggling and maybe even failing in your deen. Because one answer that can fit in both of these boxes is called ikhlas. So let's start with the person who is struggling and failing. It has nothing to do with dunya now. In deen. Struggling in deen, failing in deen. 
learning about the bab. Maybe good in ibadah, bad in ikhlaq, might be good in ikhlaq, might be bad in ibadah. Might have no anger, but might have lust, might have no lust, and might have envy. There's some serious failures that this person's having in their deed, and they're struggling to come out of it. Allah Akbar. Still a good person. I'm already starting you that they want to come out of it, but they can't come out of it. <coughs> they want to change, but they're not able to change. They find themselves struggling in this. And then the last box of lust, the person who's doing well in deen, alhamdulillah, with the karam and fazl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they made some plan for themselves and the actions they can take. But they're reciting Quran, the Quran is in what's about, they're praying. And they recite Quran and they make dua to Allah Ta'ala and they seeking Allah's forgiveness from sins they did long time ago, still fresh as if they did them yesterday. They make a lot of dua to Allah Ta'ala, they're enjoying their ibadah, enjoying dua, they're studying ilm, they're learning about Quran Kareem, learning the hadith of Nabi Kareem, learning about the life of Rasulullah. They're behaving well with other people, they're getting along with everyone. They're having some nice sunnah, adab, and akhlaq. They're doing well indeed. In both of those boxes, the person who's struggling in deen and the person who's doing well in deen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will test their ikhlas. <coughs> Deep test. Allah ta'ala will test their ikhlas. So the person who's doing well in deen, Allah ta'ala actually gives a very small test, a very light test. Maybe a slight laziness, maybe even just a single yawn to see does this person still feel that he needs me? Or because I gave him tawfiq to do well in deen, does this person no longer feel that need for me? So I'm going to give you a few examples. Example number one that there was a person who, mashallah, he made a routine, and maybe for a few days, a few weeks, maybe a few months. He was reciting the Quran, let's say, at the Fajr, as an example. Just as an example. One day, Allah subhanahu will put a slight, very slight, slight laziness in him. Nothing that he can't overcome easily. Maybe just one yawn. He will yawn once. That's it. And then he will give himself a break. He will say that, you know, I'm slightly tired today, alhamdulillah, I've been reciting Quran so regularly for so many weeks or months, <coughs> I'll skip it. Or, let me go this way, and I'll recite later. But you know, 99% of the time, that later doesn't come. Slight laziness, slight busyness. So every day he makes a to-do list, list of things he has to do. This day, Allah Ta'ala will make him slightly, slightly more busy than normal. Maybe some guest is coming, maybe some family is coming, maybe some extra work. What does he do? He skips his recitation of Quran, or skips his learning knowledge, or skips listening to whatever lecture series he was listening. Slight busyness, slight laziness. Why? Allah Ta'ala was testing the night ikhlas. Does he still need me like he always did? Does he still want me like he always did? And if the person has ikhlas, mukhlisin al-hudil, their desire and yearning for Allah and their need 
and dependency on whatever tawfiq, of whatever amal Allah gave them, it never goes away, it never fades. So what should he have done? He should have come and just sign a yawn, I will keep reciting. There's nothing in this dunya that he would let go of just because he yawned once. Can you think that he gets up and he goes to work every day, and one day he yawns? So what, is he going to call him? Are going to call him sick? No way. He'll drink an extra cup of coffee, keep going. He will not let a small hiccup derail him from his dunya. But when it comes to his deen, why? Because he was doing well in deen. Because he thinks he's doing fine. Because he thinks he's not making sins. Because he thinks he's making ibadah. And he lets himself go flat. He cuts himself a break. Why? Because he doesn't feel the need anymore. This is why the Messiah says these teachers have no pride. And many people, they misunderstand this. They say, oh, why you always talking so negative? Why can't a person feel happy? Why can't a person feel proud? Why can't a person be aware of their success? But I want to make it clear. When you erase pride, you end up in humility. That's not negative feelings. Humility is also a positive feeling. There's nothing negative about it. This is another delusion that people have in their mind. That you're always telling us to be harsh on ourselves. Don't be harsh on yourself. Just erase the pride. That's it. You end up in a soft, sincere humility. There is no negativity. You will not be harsh on yourself at all. You will be happy. Because you will keep needing Allah Taala. You will feel the need for Allah Taala. So what will happen then in this state of ikhlas? That if you yawn, you'll recite anyway. If you want to take it one level further, you'll be harsh with yourself, you'll recite even more that day. You will fight this battle with your nafs and your mind. If you have a slightly busier day, you'll say, okay, look, yes, I'll have to rearrange and juggle many things today. But I'm not going to stop whatever Allah Ta'ala gifted me in deen. I wasn't doing it, Allah Ta'ala gifted it to me. How can I let go of that? I need that, that I have to do. Maybe I'll sleep 10 minutes less. Why should I skip my 10 minute recitation that I did after Maghrib? I'll eat 10 minutes faster. I'll sleep 10 minutes less. Okay, if I have a really busy day, what will I do? Am I going to skip my nothing? It's nothing. Fatwa is that it's ikhtiyat meaning it's optional. Right? Don't think like that. Think for me, it's I need it. I'm hooked on it. I'm attached to it. How can I let go of it? Okay, if my day is busy, I won't read my email today. Why is it I won't read Quran today because I'm busy? I won't read my email today. I won't read WhatsApp today. I won't check the news today. I won't talk to my friend today. Because I'm busy. That's what it was supposed to be. But this is how Allah casts us into class. He makes us a little bit busy. He leaves his door after salah. It's not such a huge thing. He raises as if it's some type of emergency. Somebody passes him outside in the door, taps him up to stop for two minutes. The same guy who used to make dua after salah for two minutes. But he felt such an urgency. Wasn't that emergency? He goes, somebody will chat him up for two minutes, he'll stop over there. It's an exaggerated <coughs> sense of busyness. An exaggerated sense of sadness. This is one way, one way, Allah Ta'ala tests the ikhlas of a person. Always test the pride to make ibadah like the first time. Like you need it. Let me give you another example. So this was a reciting Quran. It can be for any of that optional ibadah, optional day. Istighfar, seeking Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness. Maybe mashallah, because this person is doing well in deen, right? So I actually haven't sinned recently. Alhamdulillah. So karam and fazl with Allah Ta'ala. Then Allah Ta'ala say fazl. I actually haven't sinned for a few weeks, maybe a few months. So what happens? Again, slightly busy. 
tired. One yawn. You leave the stick farther there. Then it's a delusion. He thinks he doesn't need it. Now we see how Allah Ta'ala describes who are the best in deen, strongest in deen, the most successful in deen, the most accomplished in deen. What did they do? Even when doing ibadah, after ibadah, the hundred salah, qiyamul layl, laughter of the night, when there's time for suhoor, saad suhoor, the pre-dawn moments, they would seek Allah Why? Because he did them then the night before? No. Because they were mukhlisin of the deen. They were abd of Allah SWT. They were slaves of Allah SWT. This became their identity. They couldn't live without istighfar. Even if, alhamdulillah, they were living without sin, they can't live without istighfar. Even if they were, when they had futuhat, meaning they had, meaning after Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa passed away, when they had empire, they became the leading civilization on earth, they still would make dua to Allah SWT out of need. Because that's who they were, it was their identity. So what does it mean? Their deen was not dominated to their dunya. That if I'm in bad times, I will be turning to Allah Ta'ala. And if I'm doing well, I will become, I'll take it for granted. No. Their deen was what we call mustaqil. It was independent. It was mukhlis. It was pure. It was sincere. They were slaves. That's who they became. And that's what they did. That's it. So this is one way Allah Ta'ala All we have to do in this situation is remember this. When you feel slightly dizzy or slightly tired, you may think to skip it. Understand that. No, no, what's the matter with me? <laughs> I shouldn't look at this fact that I'm doing fine in being. I need this ibadah. I need this labor. This has become who and what I am, and I can't let go. Second, is the person who is struggling in being. Hmm? And now let me bring you, show you how the first one can fall all the way. And then we'll pick him back up and stuff. So what happens, let's say the person does, who is doing well in deen doesn't pass this test. And like I told you, they yawn once, they skip the recitation, they don't feel the need to make istighfar anymore because they didn't do sin just for a couple of months. Then what happens? When they fail the test, they start dropping in their ibadah. They start dropping in their ibadah. When they start dropping in their ibadah, then they become weak. Because it was these ibadahs that were making them strong. It's like a person who stops eating, he just feels weak. When they become weak, then they end up giving into the nafs, they fall into a sin. Okay? Then when they fall into a sin, because they took their being for granted, they're not able to stand up again. So now watch this person. He says, I don't understand. Everything was fine in deen. But the dunya was going fine. And I was doing fine in deen also. And then I slipped and I sinned, but I have a problem now. I can't get back up. Why? Because all the things I used to do before, it doesn't have an effect on me. Before I used to motivate myself, inspire myself by reading this book. Now I read this book, it's not having an effect on me. I used to motivate myself, inspire myself by listening to this lecture. So now it's not having an effect on me. Let me tell you what happened. These things, you can, it will only help you up so many times. The first time you do it, it helps you 100%. You try to use it a second time to get up, it will help you 99%. Third time, fourth time, fifth time, sixth time. Then the person says, I don't know what's the matter with me. 
Let's say as an example. As an example. And he says, love reading is almost a zayim matala. You know, I feel like my heart is numb to it. I listen to so-and-so beyond a so-and-so person. You know, my heart seems like it's immune to it. But you know, whenever I was feeling low in deen, all I had to do was get up and pray two rakats, and I would be just fine. But now I can't even bring myself to pray those two rakats. Yeah. There's only so many times you're going to be able to get up using that tool. And if you yourself sat down, Allah Ta'ala sent you those tools to pick you up when shaitan is enough to sat you down. If you yourself took it easy, you yourself went slack, you sat down yourself, Allah Ta'ala may not give you so much power anymore. Okay, then what happens? He steps further and he gets frustrated. Again, I'm not, nothing can motivate me, nothing can inspire me, I can't connect to Deen at all, I don't understand. I used to be doing this, I used to be doing that. I've lost my ibadah, I've lost my zikr, I've lost my ilm, I've lost my dawah. Hmm? And he starts getting frustrated, he starts getting angry. <coughs> then he becomes all the way down to the last bar, which is the person who's struggling and failing in deen. Hmm? How did he get there? Because he didn't have his love. Allah Ta'ala took a big exam of his ikhlas. Were you doing zikr because you thought you wanted to become zakir? So then you start viewing yourself as Sufi, so you don't think you need the zikr anymore? Were you studying ilm because you thought you were talib and then you became alim and now you don't feel the need for ilm anymore? Were you making dawah because you thought you'd be a tabliki or Purana Jor Sati and you got it and now you become lax and lax now? Were you doing mukhlasin al huddin? Luhu means lillah. Were you doing it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or were you doing it for some identity? But you know what? Let me tell you something. This is also a hidayah from Allah Ta'ala. This is a guidance from Allah Ta'ala. This is a rahmah. This can be a mercy from Allah Ta'ala. Because when that person slips and falls and then makes that sin, now he does do the istighfar the way he used to. He became lax because he said, I haven't sinned for a couple of months. Now Allah is okay. <laughs> if you're only going to turn to me when you're sinning, so one way, not always like this, but one way, Allah will guide you from, okay, fine, I'll put you back in sin. If the only way you will stand is when you fall and get up, in order to keep you standing, I will make you fall so you get back up. Because you're strained, you don't like to stay standing. And if you stand for a long time, you apparently get tired and you sit down. Allah is to be So in this situation, not always like that, but in this situation, falling back, because the alama, the sign is that yes, when the person falls, he turns back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You should learn that lesson. It should be even more shukr, then it should be even more valuable. And you should realize, yes, I desperately need this. I was foolish to think I could let go of any of those things that Allah ta'ala blessed me to do indeed. I was foolish. Allah so kind and merciful, he gave me another chance. He gave me a one millionth chance. Hmm? You know, if we, if we had and if we were aware and conscious of how many chances Allah gives us, it's his sifat, it's his attributes, perpetual attributes, always giving hidayah, always giving hidayah. And then you have a person who was never successful in deen, never have they been able to do reverently. Constantly struggling, constantly failing. Maybe one or two days they manage. 
this category. Anybody who thinks, oh, that's not me, doesn't know what to talk to me, what to talk to me. He just goes to him and he talks to him, what to talk to me. What is the game? The prana, or pakka, not to look to anything. Don't deem yourself to be pure. Don't consider yourself to be pious. Because he, Allah, he knows best who really has taqwa. There is no prana pakka means in English, in case one of you don't know, there's no old, established, well-established person on the And so this is a moment a person thinks that, that lust is gone. Struggling and failing and doing. Here Allah Ta'ala's mercy is the person who accepts it and realizes that all they have to make is a little effort, a little du'a,
to be successful. No, you will stand again. You will be accepted by Allah Taala. The ikhlas, ikhlas. Be honest with yourself about who and what you are, and be honest with yourself about who Allah Taala is. Mukhlisin of the group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 